You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. This show is sponsored by Kingdom Builders Live. I want to tell you about Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy because I did something very unusual. I actually went to them and asked them to sponsor this podcast. The reason I did that is because of the amazing results that they've been getting for everyday Christians over the last five years, turning them into best-selling authors, high-ticket coaches, and successful public speakers. If you're looking to make your first 100K as a writer, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur, I give my highest recommendation to Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy. I've personally gone through her training and I hired her to be my coach to help me get to the next level in my business. Now, Tamara Lowe is a New York Times bestselling author and has worked with world leaders like George Bush, Billy Graham, Colin Powell, Mother Teresa, Peyton Manning, and many more. She is recognized as the number one expert in teaching Christians how to increase their income, impact, and influence. Now, coming up very soon, Tamara is putting on a free three-day live online event called Kingdom Builders Live that will show you how to go from zero to six figures in as little as 12 weeks as an author, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur. You can get all the details and register for free at www.kingdombuildersevent.com. And when you use that link to register for free, Tamara has even agreed to send you a free copy of her best-selling book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your God-Given Purpose. This is something she is doing exclusively for my listeners of this show. So register now for Kingdom Builders Live and get a free copy of Tamara Lowe's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. Listen, if you've ever wanted to write best-selling books, impact lives as a public speaker, launch your own coaching program, create online courses, or start an online business, then your next best step is to register for Kingdom Builders Live, a free three-day live online event. You could grab your free ticket now 
and get a free copy of Tamara's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. That's kingdombuildersevent.com. And now on to today's show. Today, my featured guest is Josh Little. You can find him at volleyapp.com, volleyapp.com. Now, Josh Little is the founder of four tech companies. Maestro, Bloomfire, Quizzer, and Volley is the new one that have collectively been used by hundreds of millions of people and featured in TechCrunch, Mashable, Entrepreneur, uh, Inc., and Forbes. With two successful exits and a third anticipated with Volley App, uh, he's currently on a mission to create more connection and community with his fourth creation, Volley, a video messaging app. So we brought Josh on here today for you, Startup Nation, to school you on what it takes to go from startup to exit successfully and then to duplicate it, right? To do it more than once. There's a model there. So Josh is going to give you his best kept secrets today. So tune in, grab your pen and paper. Uh, Josh, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast on iTunes in entrepreneurship. Uh, take 30 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure to be here. Um, so uh, maybe before I'll just fill in some of the backstory of that. I'm a teacher by training. I started in the classroom, a high school teacher. Uh, uh, music education was the degree I was pursuing. And uh, that was not my thing. I knew it right away and went and uh, tried to figure out what on earth could this someone with this skill set do for the world. So I realized sales is one of those things. And I was a very good salesperson. I know I don't look like it necessarily or sound like it, but I was very successful in sales and, and went to three Fortune 500 companies and had a successful career in sales and then marketing before I started my first company at uh, age 32 or so. So mm. that's a little bit of backstory. Live in Utah now, grew up in Michigan, uh, family of four kids, uh, lovely wife, and uh, we love the outdoors. So we're, the littles are just trying to get outdoors and find water um, wherever we go. Uh, so little, little about us. Awesome. Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, that's actually a hard one to answer because I, one of my three values is just live with all cards on the table. So I'm, mm. I'm a pretty open book. So, I mean, the only way you wouldn't know something about me is not that I've kept any, like my whole faith journey and, uh, it's all out there. It's on a blog. Like if I'm sharing my learnings as they're coming, but, um, Tell maybe, me maybe I don't how about, know about you? an unpopular opinion that I hold is ah. I just, I just, I know I'm going to ruin half of the listeners, right? How, let's let's go. do this one. All right. Everybody put up like your dogs. thick skin. I'm, let's go. You I'm don't like president, puppies. I'm the president of the dog haters club of America. No, not literally, but I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't wow dogs. <laughs> it's not that I like cats. I just don't get pets generally, but dogs, Dogs are like the penultimate, like, what? Why would you want that thing in your house? All right, Josh, I get <laughs> pets. What I don't get is people walking behind their pets, and the pets have now become the masters, and humans yeah. are picking up pet poop. Like, yeah. they are the slaves to the pets. And I don't get it, because when I grew up, like, we were the masters, and the pets weren't. And they went poop. Out in the, you know, the, sure. the the surrounding areas. We didn't do it on people's lawns, on their front grass like my neighbors do. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> but now they're walking around, you know, grown men, 
masculine, big muscles with little poop bags. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's like not what thing. is that? All I right. know half of the people just stopped listening. So beautiful. All right, now, the rest Let's... of the half. All right, you're we're, all right. We're in, Startup right? Nation. If you walk around <laughs> with a poop bag. All right. Don't take it personally. It's a choice. It's a decision you're making in your life. Just know that some of us look at you like, aren't you embarrassed? Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into the show, Josh. Let's talk money, huh? Sure. Um, yeah. How did you make your first 100K? Like, take us back in time. Uh, which which company you want to speak about? Yeah. And, and we're, when we, you talk about 100K, you're talking about 100K in my bank account, not in the, the yeah, let's go net till, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. Because first 100K, I made my first week as an entrepreneur if we're, if we're talking top line revenue, but um, I didn't put 100K in the bank until year five, really. Um, and, and that's just because I kept folding it and folding it and reinvesting it in the business built. Uh, you know, Maestro, which was a service company, we took that to 5 million in revenue. And then we took the profits of Maestro to build a, a software company called Bloomfire. Um, and that was really built from the, the you know, the, the float of Maestro. And it wasn't really until Bloomfire was acquired that, um, you know, I didn't put 100K in the bank, I put millions in the bank. Um, but that's, that's the game I was interested in playing was something that wouldn't just create a lifestyle, but would create like, multi-generational wealth um mm. and and i knew that was in the cards and i wanted to i wanted to play with that deck so uh so let me ask you that me. right so like where did that confidence come from to think so big dream so big and then execute so big i have honestly i have no idea i grew up in a, a town in rural michigan that really the only options i saw in front of me where i could either work at the power company like my dad did my i could work at the prison because there was a state prison in town that's what other dads did or i could be a teacher or, or work at restaurants like that those were the options i re, college i didn't even see as an option um until i got a music scholarship and then i was like okay i guess i'll go to college um so so i chose teacher knew that wasn't for me so uh it, it sounds crazy, but it was even to my mid to late twenties. I didn't even know about this job called sales rep. Like you could be a sales rep for a company. Like you can drive around, they'll give you a car and you can just drive around talking to people. Whoa, that's a cool. And idea. you make a commission and you don't right. have to carry inventory. Like if somebody sure. else takes all the risk. What? I, so I guess I, I use that story to illustrate how far gone I was. It wasn't until I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I know was a, a big book for a lot of people that I was like, you can be wealthy if you want to. You can, you can start your own business. You can build a company. Like what? I, like those, those were not, entrepreneur is not a word that was used in my hometown growing up. And so I just didn't have this. And it took five years of like researching entrepreneurship and kind of understanding businesses and thinking about companies I could start. And I was the person that if you came over to my house, like all of my friends, Hey, if we're sitting around a campfire, the only thing we're talking about is what businesses we could start because mm. I just, I was just eating it alive and trying to figure out what, what kind of company can I start? What kind of business? How could I provide for my family? Like I, I have a mm. good living. We just bought our dream house on the lake. How, how could I replace all of that? And what sort of business or vehicle would, would get us there? And so those, those were my questions in the beginning and um, which all stack up to, to answer your question was 
how did you have the confidence to know you could do it? I don't know. I, I was just dumb enough to try, which is one of one of another one of my values. It's written on our, it's one of our family values, be brave enough to try. And that mm. turns out you, if other people can do something, you can learn how to do it too. And you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. And you can learn from those mistakes, but the ultimate you know, failure is, is in the cards, but like ultimate failure is not really possible. Like you, I could always get a job if Mm -hmm. my business didn't work out. I I could always find a job as a sales rep or even go back to teaching if I had to, but um, we're going to make it work. So I guess I was brave enough to try and to just push through those obstacles uh, and the failures to, to just make something work, to will it to work. Right. Will it to work? All right, Startup Nation, be brave enough to try, right? Make sure you write that down. Because so many of us, right, we just, man, we spend more time worrying about what could go wrong than we do just sitting and imagining what could go well, what could work. And and we hesitate and we freeze up in fear instead of just being brave enough to try. So what's that thing right now in your life, in your business, that you've been hesitating on? You've been pumping the brakes. And maybe this week, you're going to choose to be brave enough to try. Just go for it. Let go of the outcomes and results. The only thing that belongs to us is our action or inaction. That's it. The results, not up to us. All right, Josh, let's uh, ask you this. What is the biggest mistake you made in any one of these businesses and how do we avoid your mistake? Well, it's all wrapped up in avoiding conflict. That's probably the theme of like the biggest mistakes I've made in business is just avoiding conflict and not, not leaning into that and not, you know, doing surgery when surgery was needed, the moment it was needed. And that happens with, with both team members, co-founders, uh, empl- you know, or customers as well. Just, you know, not, not firing your, your worst customers, uh, fast mm-hmm. enough. And so a lot of my mistakes stack up to that, like just poor co-founder decisions, treating them like you, you, treating the co-founder relationship is, is more like a marriage. Uh, not that you could do no wrong, but more thick and thin, like I'm going to have your back no matter what. And, you know, I've had, I've had one of those really bite me. So, um, you know, and that was, that wasn't avoiding conflict, honestly, that was just, um, you know, letting things go too far and, and not own owning the outcome as as much as I should have. So it's a good learning and we're not going to make that mistake again, but uh, yeah, I would say all of them have to do with some version of avoiding conflict, which, and if there's any book I've worn out, it's a lot of those vital smarts books and crucial conversations and, and those sorts of things, which now I've become a master. Well, now, I don't know if you're a master ever, but That's a lot awesome. better. Let's just say that. I think you bring up a, a very common uh, challenge for many entrepreneurs is that need to be liked, that need to be accepted, right? And we want to avoid conflict at all costs. Even when someone's doing us wrong or doing wrong in our company or is cancerous in our culture, uh, somehow we just let them hang around too long yeah. and, and cause a lot of damage. So thank you for that uh, sharing that mistake. What was the number one marketing strategy that helped you attract more customers in your businesses? Oh, it's uh, 100% be remarkable. Like that, that's it. That's, that is Tell my marketing recipe. 
Well, the, the word remarkable, like the definition of the word is worthy of remark. So if, if you do things that are remarkable, people by definition will talk about them. If people don't talk about them, that you are not remarkable. By Can you definition. give us a few examples of what you did uh, yeah, that was yeah. remarkable? People just had to talk about you? For sure. And there are some, like a, a lot of these that I might mention are, are stunts at conferences and things we did, you know, South by Southwest or whatever. Uh, like one of, uh, I hired a, a, a my, my first marketing hire ever, his name was Nemo. He um, Asian dude with dreadlocks down to his butt. You can't miss him. But we were thinking about what could we do that would just stand out. We were at this e-learning conference and he was like, you know what? Because we were launching Bloomfire and he said, I could wear the Bloomfire launch party banner and that's it. And maybe I'll put my hair straight up and, and tie it up and stand just like be some performance art and stand out in front of this conference. And that's all he did. He just like took his pants off, put this little banner around him, stood his hair straight up and people still talk about it today just like remember that time i wonder what you know i'm going to this e-learning conference and there, there's this dude standing outside just holding a sign that says bloom fire launch party what is this where am i why why is this happening and so we've done tons of those things i mean this you know six foot three guy in a purple coat and cowboy hat you know, we, with a wheelbarrow full of candy at a, at a conference, those sorts of things, just like, just stand out, be remarkable, the way that we talk about our product, the way that we engage with our users. Um, it all has to be remarkable. And if it is, then it's by definition worthy of talking about. So uh, I love to generate great word of mouth for what we're doing and not just tricks or stunts, but like real word of mouth, um, you know, when, when we get to conferences or, or you know, the way that we uh, educate our users or engage our users for Those sure. Those are fun, fun examples. And it's really helpful when your marketing guy is remarkable looking himself, sure. right? Yeah, he is. Um, so what about for my listeners who are in the professional services, uh, maybe attorneys, doctors uh, with their own practices, how do they be remarkable without looking unprofessional? <laughs> That's good. Well, actually, I'll point to what some of the Volley users are doing right now. So that, that's the company I'm working on right now. Volley is a video messaging app. And basically you, we take turns just like any other conversation. And, uh, but in Volley, we record our turn with video. So it's, it's, it's all of the richness of something like this, Zoom, um, with the flexibility of, of something like text or email or Slack uh, combined. So that's, that's the idea of Volley. And there are a lot of service providers and coaches and consultants um, and creators who are using Volley to create a VIP experience for their customers or their users or their super fans, because, um, you know, it takes how many minutes to write up that email or to answer that question. But if I can just pull up my phone, hit record and just speak that answer. And you, and, and that takes me one minute, it, you know, I'm seven times faster speaking than I am type, typing. And it also gives you the, the other 93% of the communication picture that tone of voice and body language deliver. I think what, what they're finding is that um, this is a, a, a 10X value exchange. Like, yeah, me answering your question on email or text or whatever chat tool we're using is, you know, X value, but but me like showing up, you seeing where I'm at, you know, I'm sitting in my car, this is my real life. And I'm answering your question. Like that's 10 X. Like it's that's intimate. a, that's a VIP it's experience. Intimate. It's, personal, intimate. Yeah. it's a great word. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So I, I would say something like that. That's what we're most fascinated by. In fact, we built Volley for teams. We thought teams would tear it up and use it. And we've got thousands of teams using it. But you know, the people who are really tearing it up are these solopreneurs and consultants and coaches who are just doing like the one-to-one -one coaching or the group coaching 10x uh, value to what they are. We have people charging thousands of dollars a month for just access to them on Volley. So really cool to see. And, and the only way to be able to do that is if they're actually creating the value, right? They're actually creating that experience. So that's what I would point to is a way awesome. to level up. Yeah. All right. What's the number one process or system that helped you automate your businesses? Ooh. Um, yeah. I, well, we're just not even in that stage at Volley. I'm just trying to think the the best process or or system, um, you know, uh, I, I, we have used OKRs. I would, I would not say that. The, this is where we're revealing Josh's great weakness in just thinking on the fly. I'm a slow thinker. I, I really it's okay. Am. <laughs> we can always and, fast forward this moment. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I, I, I don't have a good answer uh, for that off, off the cuff, I, other than what I've kind of pointed to, which is all of the crucial books like. Um, all of the things they instrument and, and having regular one-on-ones and, and meaningful conversation. But I know that's not what you're digging for is like, uh, like how does, how does system. one of my listeners step out of their business? Like what's a really useful uh, system um, that's helped you step out of some of your day-to-day? -day? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I would say that's hiring great leaders who are competent people. I know that's, it's, it's not it's a real answer. Cliche. What's up? It's, yeah, it's hiring people better than you that could step in and you just like step back because, whoa, yeah, um, you're way better than I am actually at this part. So uh, here's the way go for it. Yeah. Awesome. What do you uh, think? Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first six figures? They come so close and they're just not crossing it. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there are mental limitations, but honestly, this is this is another uh, unpopular opinion that I hold. I like those. I think I think most entrepreneurs are holding themselves back because they're they're doing this as a side hustle. I don't. I I tried doing. I tried building Maestro as a side hustle. It. I couldn't do it. I could get one or two hours a week, but it wasn't like really meaningful time to like build my business. And after a couple of months of that, I just decided I had to go all in. I had to quit my job. I had to go cold Turkey, jump in and figure this thing out. Cause I, I just dreamed about what could I do in a week? If I just had a week to build Maestro, what could that even look like? And so I did, I quit my six figure corporate job and, and jumped in and in the first week, downloaded some free software, built a couple training courses, um, you know, because I was doing medical device training before that and flew to a couple implant manufacturers that I knew of and pitched them. And they said, yes. And that was like my first hundred K of revenue was in, in the first week. And I would never have been able to do that as a side hustle. And I know side hustles are popular and people talk about it and, and actually volley enables some side hustles. But if you really want to build something meaningful, if you really want to build like life-changing generational wealth, you're not going to be able to do it as a side. side a side hustle is really only a temporary state yeah. to get to it being your main dish. And so it I It sounds I think, like it's a step one, right? It's a first step. Yeah. But when you're side hustling, to your point, you're giving your business your leftovers. For sure. Rather than your best. 
right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, what are you robbing from is the question I ask people who are doing that is you're robbing from something. You're either robbing from your the potential of your business or the, your day job and whatever you're doing uh, as your career or your family or your personal development. You're robbing from something. You can do that short term temporarily, uh, but mm. not long term. It's not a long term. Awesome. Uh, what, uh, what's been your number one success strategy or success habit, I should say, to stay motivated and take consistent action? Yeah, I would have to say my morning routine, which is not something I've had um, all along, but it's, it's really something that is providing a lot of energy in, in life for me, which, which is just kind of a, a habit stack of, of exercise and uh, taking some time to, for prayer and for meditation in the morning, like quite a bit of time uh, up to an hour each morning and, and reading, and for, uh, you know, from scripture. So it's a couple hours of, of work and I have to wake up earlier to do that, to, you know, kind of beat the punch. But man, when I, the days that I do that, uh, it's just a different day and it, it sets me up for success. So I have to point to that. That's awesome. Uh, what are your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation? They've been waiting patiently with their pen and paper. Uh, what do you have for them to make their first six figures this year? Yeah, so I, I've actually pointed to a couple. Dare to be remarkable would be one um, and be brave enough to try. But let me just let me add or layer in more value. One, one of them would be don't be afraid to move the boat. Um, I often ask, which means pivot or change or try something new, I ask myself, or you could ask yourself, what would insert the name of your favorite entrepreneur do if they were doing my job today? So I, I don't, I don't know that I care much about Richard Branson, honestly, but I insert his name into that. What would Richard Branson do if he came into Volley as a CEO today? What would he do? Would he do what you have on your list to do? Would he do it? No, he wouldn't do these things. He'd like jump on a boat, do a deal with this person. He'd, he'd like get out of the building and make something big happen. And, you know, he'd hire some amazing person to, to like, you know, build something awesome. So sometimes asking yourself that question helps you move the boat because a lot of times, I mean, this is a fishing analogy. You, you do better, not by just trying different bait in the same spot, but just like moving to a different place. Uh, where the the fish are actually hungry, where there is a starving crowd, um, and we're doing that currently with Volley as well. Mm. Uh, so start yeah, that, that would be one. Be willing to change directions, right? Be willing to change directions yeah. and pivot as necessary, right? If something's not working over and over again, like stop forcing it, like shift directions and find something that will work. You got to create workability, right? Sure. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, your favorite part of this show right here, Josh, the hustle <laughs> round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? Oh, just the, the blank canvas. It's my favorite thing. Creativity. Just, mm. you can paint something new on it every day. Um, I, I never tire of that. It's a good way to say it. What's your least favorite thing? Um, the, the, the weight of responsibility that it's just there. If you're going to be a founder, you, you can't get away from it, but yeah. it, it wears on you for sure. Yeah, for sure. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? 
Um, yeah, I think the struggle kind of professionally at this point is um, not living up to our potential with with volley and, and what it can do and, and just trying to find that killer use case and starving crowd like that's that's what's on my mind when i'm waking up every day right now is just how, how do we get there how do we catch the traction and turn this thing into a runaway train of organic growth and so if we can't do that then oh we we lost the potential of this thing we've built a beautiful product and we didn't get it in the right hands mm, got it what are you most afraid of um, probably, uh, not living up to my personal potential as a, a son of God, a creator in a human being. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a general theme of my life. And I work pretty hard to figure out what that potential is and, and my mission on this earth. Um, but that's probably it that I missed the mark somehow. That's a big one. Yeah, yep. it's good you're focused on that. What did you spend way too much time doing uh, your first year in business? Um, first year, probably, uh, probably just like uh, managing the work uh, of of the product that we're building. We, we had a service company, so just. I had my hands too deep in the machine and I should have been focused a little more on strategy and sales and, and growth, uh, rather than, you know, fulfilling and building a perfect product. Um, mm. pursuing uh, perfection, right? Gets all of yeah, us. It does. Yeah. That other 10%. Yep. Yep. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? About people, um, that they're going to catch me unprepared. <laughs> like like this interview like this interview i, I suck at i suck at off the uh, fly questions i've already said that the, but nah. that's a real fear that's Listen, why i prepare you're so doing well. fine you. you're doing fine i've had guests that i i got off and i'm like i'm not sure i want to add the show i'm just not sure <laughs> you know but i'm definitely airing this show you, you're showing up really good right. uh what do you wish you had learned sooner in business uh well I pointed to the avoiding conflict thing, but probably how small and simple things, small habits build up and stack up over time to make massive change. And, and so I, I guess I I've looked for the quick wins. I've looked for the big, the, the low hanging fruit, but sometimes just the, the discipline of the small and simple things are the things that make the biggest difference over time. Mm, I'm reading the book Atomic Habits right now, yeah. exactly to that point, right? Great That's book. Good, right? Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, next question. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? Um, going to create, well, the, the, we're in the process of creation creation of this this morning routine that I that I mentioned. So that's mm -hmm. that's my goal. Every company from the time I've started it to the time I've sold it, um, I'm fatter, I'm sicker, I'm a worse human being all the way around uh, because the journey is hard. There's a lot of weight, like I said. So my goal with Volley is to be thinner, to be healthier, to be more vibrant, to be more alive by the end of this. And I, I don't think there's any way that that happens without like great habits and, and that great morning routine that start the day. Mm, very powerful intention. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Food. I'm, I'm just a good cook. I worked, <laughs> I worked in restaurants for eight years. I blame it on my talent. I'm good. It's, <laughs> I can make good stuff. 
And so That's it's hard great. not to eat too much of that stuff. All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Now, um, curious, hopeful, uh, sage, or at least I hope I'm, nice. I'm more of a sage than I was. A yeah. curious, hopeful sage. That's yeah. cool. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Um, hopeful, for sure. Uh, confident and unrelenting. Mm. Yep. Sounds like me at 19. Yep. <laughs> and last question, Josh, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about success. What would you say to them? Oh, um, let the Holy spirit guide like that. That's it. You know, there, there is that voice of conscience, the light of Christ it's in you. Um, and, um, that's truth and hold on to that and, and, uh, ignore all of the other voices that you hear that deter you from that truth or that, that, you know, that light that, that's in you. So just get to know that voice and, and follow it. Awesome. And a new addition to the show, Startup Nation, is my guest, Josh, is going to give you a homework assignment right now. It's up to you if you choose to accept that homework assignment. But if you don't accept it, well, you know, you just stay circling, 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 and complaining. Or you take this one action and you move one step closer towards your goals and dreams. So, Josh, what's that one action startup? nation can take this week to grow their business, their income, their impact? What do you got for them? Well, I can't think of anything more impactful that I've done than, than find my why. And it, it, I don't know that that's something you can do this week. It took me kind of going on a trip all by myself, no, no connection to anything off in the wilderness and kind of this dream questing kind of trip that, that, gave me my why, which is to create beautiful things. And, and so now that I understand that it's, it's so much easier to see why entrepreneurship fits into that, because there's nothing that's more creatively taxing than building a company and creating opportunity from, from nothing. So um, I would say, you know, find your why really seek your life's purpose. And even if it's temporary, just have something that's there. You can, you can always change that. Um, but at least have some bigger, bigger picture vision of what it is you're trying to create and, and why. Mm. All right. Startup nation. That's your homework assignment. Take some time in solitude, silence, quiet to go sit with what's your why. And even if you say, Joseph, I already have my why, but you feel stuck. Well, maybe it's time to revisit that why, yeah? Right? All right, Startup Nation, if you enjoy this show, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and write an honest review. Do that right now. And if I like what you write, I may or may not give you a shout-out live here on the show. All right? I'm just saying, why not? Why not get your name mentioned in front of the world? I don't know. Do Be it. remarkable, Joseph. I love it. Be remarkable, Josh. All right, Josh, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you, find out more about Volley and what you're up to to get involved? Yeah, go to volleyapp.com, V-O-L-L-E-Y-A-P-P. Uh, if you download Volley, you kind of can't not get to connected with me because uh, there's a conversation called Hello Volley. You're connected to 
me and the rest of the ambassadors here at Volley. So um, that's the best way to find me and get to know what on earth I'm building these days. All right, Josh Little, we've been speaking with him. This guy's like just a superstar in business. He served us today. He served us well. He volleyed value to us. See what I did there, Josh? I'm I love it. I like, I like how you use that. <laughs> all right, all right. Josh Little, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction, be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.